Welcome to The Storytellers, the radio show and podcast that features those who choose to leave their mark on the world through the art of story. I'm your host, Grace Salmon. I look forward to our time together today. Now, let's meet our storyteller. Alexa Bigwarf is a big deal when it comes to publishing. She's a USA Today bestseller. She's the founder and CEO of Write, Publish, Sell. She's a trainer of all things that enhance women's business. She's the head of the Women in Publishing Summit. She's the owner of three different hybrid hybrid presses. She's the mother of three and so much more. Alexa, welcome to the Storyteller's Microphone. Oh, well, thank you. That was a very ego-boosting intro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I love to lift people up in my own work, but that's exactly what you do. And that's what really drew me to your work originally. I fell in love with your work around the Women in Publishing Summit, which we will talk about. But I really like to focus also on the storytellers, about the story that led people to embrace storytelling as their life's work. And you have an amazing story that got you there. Would you start us out with that? Yeah, so it's been quite a journey. And I can promise you, uh, 12 years ago, I never had any idea that I would be sitting here and talking about these types of things. But um, our story actually started with a tragedy. And um, I had um, left my job as a full-time, I was working full-time in Homeland Security counterterrorism, and I had two small children at home, decided to come home, be a stay-at-home mom, which was <laughs> quite a big adjustment for me. And shortly after that, I became pregnant with my third child, which we found out was actually third and fourth children. And um, it's a very long story, so I'm just going to cut it to the important pieces that they had a very... Uh, They had a very significant syndrome called twin to twin transfusion syndrome were born very early and two days after the the girls were born we lost one of our daughters catherine and um as you can imagine that was a life-changing event i didn't have a lot of time to focus on the grief at that time because my other baby was one pound ten ounces and fighting for her life in the nicu but once thankfully she is very healthy almost 11 year old just perfect child so we're very blessed by that but when i got kind of back on my feet again. I needed an outlet for all the things I was feeling. So I started a blog and that's when I very first, you know, introduced, was introduced to storytelling, but I didn't know it was storytelling. I was sharing my story and I was sharing other family stories that had gone through similar things and really noticed the impact that that made on people's lives and receiving feedback. Like I thought I was alone. I didn't know there was anybody else who went through this with me and all of that. So I'll pause because I could go on to continue the rest of the story, but in case you had a question. (laughs) Well, I think that that is so um, poignant, first of all, and, you know, the loss of a child, whether it's stillborn or so newly after, you have really embraced that as a critical part of your work through Sunshine After the Storm. Yes. Would you talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah, so I, I started the blog. I was doing that, and um, when after um, Catherine passed away, I received several care packages from from strangers, really, and that fed into what happens next. But um, or after, anyway, we. 
about 18 months after our daughter, we lost our daughter, a friend of mine delivered her baby stillborn. And I remember thinking there's got to be something else that we can do for her. And by this point in time, I had developed quite a network in the grief world. And I said, you know what? I, I, I've never found any books out there that really spoke to me. I found a lot of clinical books, a lot of, you know, this is how you should recover from your grief and all of that. So I said, but I want something different that can help a mother realize one day she will smile again, really was our was our hope but to let moms know they're not alone in this time frame. So I pulled together a bunch of mothers and several fathers. Actually, there is a segment dedicated to dads in there. And we um, we compiled Sunshine After the Storm, a survival guide for the grieving mother. And through that process, that's when I learned all the self-publishing things and really actually fell in love with the process of trying to figure out this giant enigma of publishing. But when I published Sunshine After the Storm, I didn't do it to make money. I didn't do it to become a New York Times bestseller. I didn't do it for any of those reasons. I did it to get it in the hands of the mothers who needed it. So I started um, basically by, by just putting the word out there, hey, if you know anybody who needs this book, tell them to contact me and I'll send them a copy at no charge. And so what I found was when I was sending these books, I wanted to I wanted them to have the same feeling that I had when I received those packages from strangers. So I started putting in socks and Kleenex and tea bags and chocolate and lotions and things to help comfort them. And then I realized, okay, I really can't afford to do this. So I started a nonprofit so that I could collect donations so that I could continue. And to this day, um, it, we started that in 2013, 2014. And to this day, we still send out care packages once a year in December um, at no charge to anyone who's requested one. So there's so many things about this story. You know, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an author, I've created multiple companies, but I love that you created this out of your heart. Yeah. And, you know, then you also figured out all the business side of the house. And I was very much a throw spaghetti against the wall kind of girl. <laughs> well, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and maybe that's one of the reasons we resonated. But I loved that you said that all of your work is about hope, encouragement, sisterhood, yeah. and understanding. Yeah. And, and that translates into your publishing work, which is what initially got me into thinking, Alexa's a big deal. So let's talk about, first of all, write, publish, sell, and then the summit. Okay. So um, I had published this book and, and one of the things that I had researched when I was doing it was, you know, how to make it as professional as possible. And I found that it needed an imprint. And so I, um, I, I wanted the imprint to be very meaningful to me. So I created it. Um, my daughter's name was Catherine Bigwarf. So I created Cat Biggie Press. And that was actually the first business, but I didn't know it was going to be a business. So I created this imprint and I published that book under it. And like I said, I fell in love with the publishing process and also realized how much I wanted to write books, but I didn't feel called to write any more grief books at that time. I was raising three small children and I was really heavily immersed in motherhood and I was seeking to connect with other mothers. So through my blogging connections, I found a co-author and we wrote a book called Lose the Cape Realities for Busy Modern Moms and Strategies to Survive. And that wound up to be a four book series. Um, the, the final three were anthologies and we set up a podcast around it and I was publishing these under Cat Biggie Press. Well, um, as I'm publishing more books, people just started coming to me and saying, 
I want to write a book. How did you do this? Um, what's the process? So I just started sharing my knowledge. And that's how Write, Publish, Sell was born because people would come to me. I would I would tell them I was only a few steps ahead of them, but I knew enough to get people started. And eventually I was like, you know what? I taught myself how to lay out a book. I, I have cover designers that I'm working with. I'm doing all these things. Maybe I'm looking for something, you know, to actually earn some income. Maybe I could start a business around it. So I did. And I would have never believed how much it would have grown. It started with me doing some services for other people, helping them format their books, helping them load to Amazon, those types of things. And then we started doing some um, courses and group programs. And it just really, really, really started to build from there. It's such a joy to see that growth because I've written four books. My first three were traditionally published in the field of education. And then I flipped to writing a novel. And it was like I had never written anything before in my entire <laughs> life. It just went through that experience. I get it. <laughs> it's a totally different world. So I am very much about just that being that step ahead makes all the difference. But you share that not only in your coursework, but also in this summit that's yes. coming up. Let's talk about your summit. Yeah, so um, at this time frame, again, I, I realized how much of an entrepreneurial spirit I had, I suppose, because I, I did. I wanted to be able to um, contribute to our household. I had left my job um, and and I was spending a lot of time doing all this writing stuff. And my uh, husband at the time was like, OK, this is great, but you're doing all these things and you're not bringing in any money. So something's got to change. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to try and see if I can I can make a business around this. So um, I was looking for different ways and I started finding all of these online summits. This was in the 2014, 15 period and the and the birth of the online summit was just really happening. And I thought, you know what? I love teaching. I love sharing resources. I love bringing people together in a way that they can learn the things that I'm learning. I don't know everything. So maybe a summit would be a great way. I can bring in other experts and we can share this knowledge. So I did my first one and it was actually called Career Beyond Your Blog because at that time I was mostly a blogger and also helped. So it was all the things. It was people who were blogging, people who were freelance writing, people who were who are writing books. And then I, I realized it's really hard to build an audience when you're covering such a broad spectrum. So the next year I narrowed it down and, and called it the right, by that time I had formed Right Published Cell. So I called it the Right Published Cell Summit. And then I was watching all these other summits and I realized, you know what, this is so weird. I work with almost I'd say 99% women. I'm, I've got all of these amazing mentors out there that are women. I'm seeing all these successes and I'm watching all these summits and it's just dudes. Like there were hardly any women represented at all and very little diversity. So I thought about how I could make a change for that to really celebrate the women that are out there doing the good work. And I decided to create the Women in Publishing Summit. So this is going to be our sixth year coming up in March, 2023. And it truly has become, if I can say it, it's truly become a love fest. I mean, we just, it is, it, it is an opportunity for us to celebrate the women, to encourage women who are just coming into the process to support people, but the training is phenomenal. And we try to bring in just, really great speakers and people who have done the work. And some of them are just a few steps ahead because we like to bring people in in that piece too, because our audience is a lot of people who are just beginning and it's nice for them to see someone just a little bit. And then we try to bring in also people who are 
worlds ahead of them. We had Jane Friedman as a speaker one year. We've had Joanna Penn. We've had Robin Cutler. We've had, you know, some some really um, big names in the industry come in as well. So it, it's just it's it is truly a joy for me. It was a lot of work to get it going, and um, this last two years have really just like we've really hit our stride with our right messaging and with the right speakers and with the right vibe and. It, it makes me happier than anything in the world when I see ladies post about what they have done. Someone told me that because of the conference last year, she started her own publishing house. I've seen pictures of women who met two or three years ago in the summit who are still in writing groups together and are meeting in person and are helping each other through their journey. And I'm like, this is why we do it because our words matter, but it's hard to get there alone. Absolutely. And I think that what you are creating through your entire body of work is a community. Yes. And that's something that I, I always tell people the only good thing about COVID is that we have broadened and deepened the author community in a way that I don't think ever could have happened. 100%. Before. Uh, I used to mock people because you and I have an age difference here. I never thought anybody should be on social media. Total waste of time. <laughs> I never imagined that, you know, the things that your book opens to you, like having your own radio show, for example. Yeah. But the people that I thought had real friends really do have real friends. I have lots of real friends yes. now. And so when you talk about your summit, that is so powerful. And it just goes back to hope, encouragement, sisterhood, and understanding, which yeah. is really, really your hallmark. What kinds of things can a woman expect or or anyone because you do allow men yes but, men do attend yes but what can you expect if you engage either in the right published cell part or in the summit so um it's been quite a challenge to keep the two businesses separate and we have <laughs> one of the biggest issues we have is that we have people on both email lists so i try to keep things as different as possible so that because in the beginning they were I was sending out the same emails to both and people were like I'm getting your email like four times <laughs> so so we do try to separate it out and now our focus for the summit is uh, we do monthly webinars with our sponsors so that we can keep free training going throughout the year because you don't you know conferences are amazing you go and you learn a lot but then you've got the whole rest of the year to implement and to continue learning and maybe you weren't ready for a particular topic during the conference but you will be a few months later so we really focus on free webinars and then we have some paid monthly workshops that dig deep into topics like bookbub ads i mean bookbub growing your bookbub or amazon ads or um pr or things like that where we bring in experts and really dig deep into that and that kind of that's also a part of right publish sell those monthly workshops but right publish sell is really in, in the beginning, it started out as a self-publishing assist company where we were doing basically all the work for someone and then they self-published their book. And I found it just became too much for me to keep up with um, managing all of those clients, managing my publishing companies and, and doing the summit, which has become a year-long um, program now. So we've switched uh, Write, Publish, Sell to be much more of an informational type place. We have a free Facebook group, um, Write, Publish, Sell. We have um, lots of content on our blog. I put a lot of time and energy into sending out good, I think that are good information packed emails that are about all spectrums of writing, publishing and selling. Um, and, and really just meant to be um, a, a, an 
all an information source that's always there because one of the challenges for me, as I mentioned when I began, um, you know, we had we had three small children. I was not working. Um, I, I didn't have the budget to go out and spend thousands of dollars on all of these things. And I was finding lots of training programs and lots of courses and lots of things like that, but. there was a cost associated and I didn't know what I should invest in or what I was ready to invest in or any of those things. So we have a membership program that's $47 a month. And that um, I feel is very reasonable price and they get so much information through that. We do every week. There's some kind of weekly uh, live opportunities to come in and ask questions with me or my team. We do networking, we do writing feedback, we do writing time, we do that monthly workshop. So um, for me, it's about providing, you know, obviously we have to have, um, you know, somebody's got to pay for for all the time and energy going into it, but we try to keep it as low budget as possible so that an author can come in and learn as much without making that huge, massive investment and then make I hope better educated decisions on where they do put their money because you do need to have good editing. You do need to have a good cover. And, um, and we try really hard to uh, share those resources so that people can connect with the right service providers too. And that's really smart. I talk to so many authors and people like yourself, and I think that it's really easy to get sucked into, you know, which equipment do I need? Which ads do I need to place? And I I sometimes call being an author the most expensive volunteer job I ever had. Yes. And so if, if you can, and you do, I get your newsletter and it's packed. So I encourage anybody who's listening just to get your newsletter. It's packed (laughs) with great information. Uh, but I think that being smart is a whole nother side, you know, right in terms of the title of your company, write, publish, sell. I think most of us who are authors get the right part, get the published part and hate the sell part. Which is so sad because marketing is the most fun. And that's, we focus the WIP school, um, which is kind of funny because it matches the name WIP summit, but actually falls under write, publish, sell. <laughs> One of those things no that as I was throwing spaghetti separated. at the wall. No problem right, keeping right, it separate. Right. But, um, you know, we do, we, fo- that is our, that is our primary focus is growing your business as an author, because there's so much content out there about the writing and the publishing, but the marketing is where people really, really struggle. And my goal is to make it not feel so overwhelming. And my goal is to make it fun because uh, I'm publishing my first novel in December and I wish I had more time to market because I'm seeing all the, I know all these things that I could and maybe should be doing. And it like drives me crazy that I don't have the time to do all of those things. But the things I am doing, I'm just, I'm tickled to death to do because there's no more, nothing is more fun than connecting with a reader who loved your book. And my book is set in Paris and I am, I am just, I'm a Francophile through and through. I love Paris. I love everything about it. And I, I, it's a love story. It's a romance book, but it's also about friendships. And it's all also very much about a love story with Paris. And I got one of the best reviews, the other early reviews. She said, if this book doesn't make you want to buy a one-way ticket to Paris, you're lying. And I was just like, boom, Perfect. somebody appreciates, you know, the, the time and energy and effort that I put into that. So when I was interviewing an author or doing something and, and they said the same thing, like, I hate marketing. And I had heard someone say to me that, that marketing is fun when you stop stressing about things like 
ads or this or where, you know, all those things. And, and your whole focus becomes on how do I have conversations with my readers? How do I engage with my readers? How do I have fun with my readers? And that is truly fun. And there's a lot of ways to do it. Awesome. So tell us the title of your book so we can look at it in December. Yes, it's called Four Days in Paris, and it's actually by my pen name, Lexi Haddock. Okay, well, we'll we'll put that in the show notes so people can do that. I have one other question before we close. How do you strike balance? You're doing so many things. You still have three small children or three children around. How do you strike balance? Um, I struggle with balance quite a bit, actually. Um, Going all the way back to the beginning, one of the best ways that I found to handle my grief was to keep myself so busy I didn't grieve. And I, and that, that caused a lot of problems in my life. Um, I'm divorced now, whether or not that was because of my business or not is a whole different story. I mean, obviously divorce is complicated, but um, you know, I have these three kids who are now preteens and teenagers, and I basically had worked myself almost into complete and total burnout by earlier this year. And a very close friend of mine who, speaking of friends that come from the online world, we connected through publishing online and she became one of my very closest friends. And in May, I went to Arizona to say goodbye to her and she passed away in June from ovarian cancer. And that, you know, grief is compounding. Anyone who's suffered any type of loss understands that they just, they come and they come and they come. And her loss, we had talked a lot about balance. She left behind four young children. And um, we had many conversations about what was important in life and having that. And, And so June came along and I actually shut down some major parts of my business. As I mentioned, we don't do self publishing assist anymore. That was a big, a big piece of my business, but it was also a very stressful and time consuming and expensive part of my business. And I, I took as much of the summer off as I could. Now, that's not the kind of balance that a lot of people can strike. I mean, I'm kind of an all or nothing kind of person. So, But I, but I, I realized what I needed was to recenter and I needed to take a break and I needed to pull back a little bit. I pulled back a lot and I took a good chunk of time off. Um, and now what I'm trying to do is not allow my business to take over my life. And so I've just, I've put some structures in place so that I'm not doing as many things. I'm not saying yes to as many things. I'm not trying to create a new product every day. I'm not trying to create a new business every day because I think four is enough. Um, (laughs) So, but it's important. Yes, exactly. And I want to, I want to be present for my children as they go through this very challenging time. It is a, a tough time to be raising teens. No one has ever lived in a world like their their world. And yeah. and while we can all say that, I think we can also all agree that this world is significantly different than anything that generations before have grown up. Maybe World War Tours would could could identify with with the big shift in their world, but anyway. So, yeah, it's important and it's a it's a daily it's a daily struggle. I make time for me. I get up, I walk every morning. I'm trying to um, add yoga into my life. I'm trying to do those things that help me center so that when I'm working, I can work really hard and then I can shut my computer down, which working from home makes it very hard. There's been times that I've worked seven days a week till 10 o'clock at night. I don't want to do that. (laughs) 
I, I so understand and I so appreciate you. And one thing you just touched on, but I love the topic of you have the, the books about drop the cape. And I was that first generation of women who owned proudly that super oh, yeah. mom thing. And I just am so glad that we don't own that anymore. There are still Alexa, some super moms out there, but <laughs> and Alexa, good for them. <laughs> Alexa, thank you for being with me today. I, I'm you. so glad that you shared your story with the storytellers. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. And I hope your audience will come check out the Women in Publishing Summit. I hope they do as well. I'm Grace Salmon, and this has been a copyrighted episode of The Storytellers by Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network. Thanks for being with us. That concludes this episode of The Storytellers. I'm so glad you could be part of the story today. I hope you share the stories, tell your own, and come back for another episode. Because when our stories are told, everything changes. I'm Grace Salmon. <laughs>